Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of the On the Road podcast. I am your host, Phil Owens, a.k.a. the OU Road Warrior. As we're coming off yesterday's 66-17 to 17 Sooner win over Tulsa up in Tulsa, and I uh, have to say, uh, yesterday was, was one of those college football Saturdays that you can look back on and say that was, that was a pretty, pretty darn good day. Um, might have been better if I hadn't had to drive to Tulsa, but then again, uh, you get the road game experience, but a home game atmosphere and didn't have to go far for it. So, you know, I always enjoy the, uh, the road home game. Uh, mostly that happens, uh, these days it doesn't happen much at all. It used to happen a lot in Baylor or at Baylor. Um, used to happen a lot, at, a lot at Kansas. Um, we don't play Baylor anymore and Kansas actually has people coming to their games now. So, uh, places like Tulsa are probably the only places you're going to see that from here on out. But it's nice to go up there once every, you know, five, six, eight years and, uh, take over the stadium and get a solid win and move on. And I think yesterday, by any stretch of an evaluation, uh, would have to go in the category of a solid win. Uh, there were some some moments uh, late in the second quarter, early in the third quarter, where it looked like the defense maybe, I don't know if they lost interest. I don't know if, if it was them cycling in some of the reserves and threw things off or what. Uh, but uh, there were a few few possessions there late in the second quarter, early third quarter, where, where Tulsa was moving the ball in a disturbingly easy manner. Um, but they, they got that pinned down and, and uh, didn't have any real serious problems with it. And given the nature of that game, giving up 17 points is probably not a big deal, uh, especially when you consider that we had five interceptions and probably could have had seven or eight. Um, and the last time you could say we had five has, has been 20 years ago. Um, now, there's been a lot of games since then where we probably should have had five, um, but I, I honestly can't, uh, and I don't remember the specifics of that game in 2003 when we had five interceptions. Obviously, I was there, but I don't remember even who it was against. Uh, yesterday, uh, you know, we had a pick six. We had a near pick six with Trace Ford late in the game getting an interception on a screen pass and almost taking it in. Um, so overall, I was I was really pleased with the defense. Perhaps the biggest thing about the defense these days is that um, it appears to be competent at worst. Um, and that's a good thing because at worst last year and previously competent, you know, we would have been aspiring to competent. Uh, at worst. So uh, as far as the offense goes, um, not much to not much to uh, complain about yesterday. Again, I understand the the competition and uh, you know don't don't read too much into it because of that. Uh, but uh, once again, kind of like against Arkansas State, um, it was really more about us than about them and making sure that we did the things that we needed to do and executed properly. And certainly that, for the most part, happened. Um, didn't really like that we had a, a turnover on the opening kickoff after a great kickoff return. That definitely kind of takes the air out of your sails up front. But they got the ball back uh, quickly and uh, scored in two plays going the length of the field, and that pretty much set the tone for the rest of the day. Uh, I thought Dylan Gabriel looked really solid spectacular at times during the day. I mean, I think he went 10 for 10 to start the game. 
Um, he did have his first interception of the year. Uh, I don't really put too much, uh, too much on him for that. Uh, it was a deep ball. He was under pressure. Uh, he took it right in the chops just as he let the ball go. You know, those things are going to happen from time to time. And it was basically an arm punt, and it didn't really, it didn't really hurt us. Now, obviously, we'd, it's something certainly to be avoided, but um, all in all, was, was real pleased with, with his performance. Um, the running game really needs some work, though. Um, we ought to be able to move the ball on the ground a lot more and a lot better than we have been. Uh, and again, I don't know how much of that yesterday was a function of play calling and kind of what they wanted to do uh, and how much of it was because of anything else. So, But we're definitely going to need more production in the running game once we get into conference play, which, uh, shockingly enough, starts next week with a trip to Ohio, which you know I don't know that I ever thought I would say that I was uh, getting ready to go to Ohio for a conference game, but... Then again, I never thought I was going to say I, I had to fly into Pittsburgh to go to a conference game, and we've been doing that for several years with West Virginia. So um, it is what it is. Uh, Cincinnati will be coming off a home loss in overtime to Miami of Ohio, uh, which certainly begs the question of whether they're ready for, ready for the spotlight here and to be in the Big 12. Obviously, Cincinnati made the playoff a couple of years ago, but that was um, – Questionable at best. Let's 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 be honest. And then of course they went out and got waxed. And and I understand that that's something that we're very familiar with ourselves. But still, in all, doesn't mean we can't make fun of it when it happens to other people. Uh, not very nice when it happens to us. But um, but yesterday, um, you know, we didn't do the tailgate or anything because there's not really any place around Tulsa Stadium to do it. It's all neighborhoods and stuff. Um, so we uh, we got up and uh, headed up there, went to a place called the Bramble Breakfast Bar, I think is what it is, uh, because I've been there before, and they have they have a dish called Kachpuri. And for those of you who haven't heard of that, Kachpuri is the national dish of Georgia, not the state of Georgia, the country of Georgia, uh, the one that used to be part of Russia. Um, you know, I think the, the uh, national dish of the state of Georgia is probably like cholesterol or something. Uh, but this is the European Georgia. Um, and the kachapuri is a, it's basically a bread boat. Uh, it's dough is, is made up and is formed into kind of a loaf, and then they holler out the middle of it kind of like in a, uh, to make it look like a boat, and they fill it up with cheese and eggs, and, you know, at this place you could get sausage and other things. I just did, went with the standard one. Uh, but it's, it's very, very good. I was only able to eat about half of it. Had the rest of it for breakfast uh, this fine Sunday morning. But uh, hauled, hauled a 15-year-old and a 7-year-old and an 8-year-old up there, and, and it, the weather wasn't bad, but when the sun was out, it got kind of steamy, even though it was only about 80 degrees. And so the kids really only made it through about half the game before they decided it was too hot. So they bailed out and went back to the car, which actually you know, gave me a lot, to, uh, a lot of peaceful, peaceful time without them to watch the game in the second half. Um, and that was that was enjoyable, and and I yes I did make sure they made it back to the car all right, and I yes I did give them the keys so they could start it up and sit in the air conditioning. Um, so you know, everything went went pretty well. Um, when the game was over, hightailed it back here to Oklahoma City. Uh, met my wife uh, at a at a shindig at at somebody's house, and we hung out there for a while, and then was able to come back and uh, post up in my my TV watching area and uh, have a cocktail or two and really enjoy watching 
most of the uh, the Colorado Colorado State game, uh, which was intensely entertaining. And uh, you know, I have to say, whenever you can uh, be up at one twenty-five in the morning, and there's still live college football going on, there's just something about that. Um, don't know exactly what it is, but just something about that game going on that late that made it that much more fun. And of course, the game was very entertaining too. It's unfortunate that Jay Norvell couldn't couldn't pull it out there, uh, but certainly his Colorado State team gave a uh, gave a decent account of themselves in the Rocky Mountain showdown up there, but um, ultimately lost in overtime by eight. So let's go back and uh, have a look at the statistics from yesterday before we move on to other, to other things. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the running game um, – you know, needs work production-wise. And again, I don't know if that's by design or not. Um, but, um, you know, we averaged 4.2 yards a carry, which in and of itself is not bad, but that was skewed by uh, 30 yards worth of uh, runs on sort of trick plays um, that sort of inflated the average. Uh, Javante Barnes was kind of the feature back yesterday for the first time. He had 13 carries for 70 yards and averaged 5.2 a pop, uh, which, you know, as the running backs go, was far more uh, far more productive than anyone else. Um, Dylan Gabriel, I thought, was, uh, other than that one interception, was, was silly good yesterday. Uh, he was 28 of 31 uh, for the day, and, of course, with a pick uh, – you know, that means only two of the passes that he threw uh, didn't get caught. But he had 421 yards and five touchdowns. And, you know, maybe he could have had some more, but he only played into the first part of the third quarter before Jackson Arnold took over. Uh, Arnold had a touchdown pass as well, a 50-yarder. Um, that was really a thing of beauty. We were behind it, and you could see it, see it thrown on a line down the sideline, and you could not have thrown a better pass. Uh, so I'm real excited for what that kid brings to the table going forward. Um, you know, one of the things that people were concerned about coming into the season were the receivers. And so far, uh, frankly, uh, been pleasantly surprised. Um, the receivers are doing a great job making contested catches and, more importantly, attacking the ball uh, and going to get it to make catches, catching it away from their bodies so that they're not having it bounce off uh, and losing it, things like that. Um, you know, Jalil Farouk had six catches yesterday for 126 yards and a touchdown. Andrew Anthony had four for 112 yards, uh, and he's been a real revelation. He's uh, he caught a long ball yesterday on the first uh, the first possession, and has generally looked really really good. The transfer from Michigan, um, you know, Drake Stoops has sort of been himself. Uh, he had eight catches for 53 yards yesterday and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, and I know his dad was in the booth watching during some of that, so that was kind of cool because I was listening to the radio broadcast while he was in there and his son was was scoring touchdowns. So um, that was fun. In terms of the defense, you know, again, other than – some lapses on the drives that they scored on. I thought they, they did really well. And, of course, the five interceptions 
is just uh, that's just stunning above and beyond what we would have ever expected. Um, like I said, I don't remember the last time we had. I don't remember by myself the last time we had five interceptions in a game. I know it was in 2003, um, and I know it was at the game, but I don't remember any other details about it, to be honest. Let's take a look at kind of where things sit as far as like statistical rankings. Uh, first off, um, I'd like to note for everyone that Dylan Gabriel currently sits second nationally in passing efficiency at a efficiency rating of 220.4. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who's number one, but it's also someone who's played quarterback at Oklahoma. And then in terms of team uh, statistics, believe it or not, <coughs> the Sooners are well up there in some of the rather important statistics. Passing efficiency, second in the country team-wise, behind Air Force of all things, which Air Force has probably thrown about seven passes, so that's probably part of it. Uh, third in scoring offense at 55.7 points per game. Let's see. Number one in the country in third down conversion percentage. Let's see where we are in turnover margin. Got to be up there in turnover margin. Yep, fourth, fourth in the country in turnover margin. That uh, plus six, and that is a, uh, and that's that's helped by you know registering five turnovers yesterday. We only get three ahead in the uh, uh, in the margin because we turned it over twice, but. Um, Turnover margin is always one of the factors that uh, really will translate directly to success in terms of wins. Uh, it's almost inevitable that the higher you are in turnover margin, the, the better you're doing generally. Gavin Freeman's fifth nationally in punt returns, averaging 21 yards a return. And that's about it for the offensive statistics. Let's see, uh, let's see what the defense uh, looks like. There we go. Let's see here. So. website is not very oh there we go total defense so total defense we're down the list a little bit because that includes yardage as well as points but we're at 25th nationally in total defense uh, in scoring defense we are fifth uh, average giving up 9.3 points per game Again, we're not going to give up only nine, nine points and change per game, but uh, certainly giving up 11 points, 17 points, you know, that should be enough for us to win most every game that we're in this year. 
Um, but I want to talk a little bit about our uh, some of our friends, our friends up in Payne County, for example. Actually, I feel kind of badly for them. Um, it can't be a good feeling to get absolutely blown out on your home field by a team from the Sun Belt. Um, you know, we've had our problems at times, uh, certainly, but uh, nothing like that has happened. Um, even even in the depths of the John Blake era, yeah, you know, Tulsa beat us, but you know, they barely beat us. Um, you know, we never we haven't ever lost a game like that that I can remember at home anyway. But for South Alabama to come in there and just blow them out uh, has got to be uh, a huge a huge problem up in Stillwater. And I I, I try not to take any pleasure in their uh, in their problems, but I have to admit I was listening to that game coming back from. Uh, Tulsa yesterday and 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 after that and I honestly was just cackling about it uh, because it's not like you couldn't see this coming um, you know Mike Gundy's been trying to figure out uh, to choose between three quarterbacks one of which is his kid and the old saying is um, if you have two quarterbacks you have none and that is especially true if you have three quarterbacks then you really have none um, I think they had all three of them play last night, and none of them were any good. And frankly, I think OSU's been in a uh, uh, in in a waiting uh, mode to have a meltdown like they did last night for some time, and it finally happened. So, um, you know, I don't think they would ever fire Mike Gundy. He's going to have to quit on his own more than likely, unless uh, unless he does something stupid and they have to fire him. But. Uh, um, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he moved on on his own after a while. Um, even though he said that's his New York Yankees job, it uh, I don't know. It's not not working out up there right now. But uh, and then our friends from south of the Red River down at Texas, um, you know, we got to hear the whole Texas is back thing after they beat Alabama. And looking at what happened since then, uh, you know, I I mentioned it at the time, but I wasn't sure how much that game was an indication of Texas being better uh, or Alabama falling way off from where they've been. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell just from that one game. But, but since then, uh, Alabama yesterday went to South Florida, uh, which is weird in and of itself that they would actually play a non-conference road game uh, against a group of five team, but they did. Um, and, you know, had a hard time with them. Uh, Alabama's got its own quarterback problems, and you see it manifesting itself down there much the same way as it is in Stillwater. Um, and so they end up beating South Florida 17-3 to uh, in a game that was in doubt until almost the very end. And then you also have Texas uh, playing at home against Wyoming, and admittedly Wyoming beat Texas Tech last week or the week before, whenever it was. Um, so they're no slouch, but you would not expect Texas to struggle with a team like that at home. And in fact, that's what happened. <coughs> Indeed, in the in the uh, in the fourth quarter, the game was tied at ten uh, before Texas was able to get a couple of big plays and sort of pull away. But um, certainly, anybody who's thinking that um, you know the outcome in Dallas in a few weeks is is uh, a fait accompli, as it were, um, is sorely mistaken. 
the Texas people have been beating us over the head with 49 to nothing for a year, and, and that's fine. And if the shoe were on the other foot, we'd do the same. But as a practical matter, it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't really affect me, certainly. Um, you know, if you go into a game like that and you don't have a functional quarterback, which we didn't, um, it really should be expected that you're going to get waxed. And that's exactly what happened. Last year, our defense was awful. And in that game, we had no functional quarterback. I mean, our best quarterback against Texas last year was a tight end. Uh, and that should tell you all you need to know about why and how it turned out the way that it did. So was it fun to sit there and get thrashed? Of course it wasn't. It's never fun to lose like that. But uh, we've certainly laid out uh, our share of whippings in that series. And we're going to... We're going to get ours from time to time. Um, wasn't really prepared to take a seven-touchdown loss last year, but it is what it is. Um, this year will be a different story. Am I saying that we're going to win? No, I have no idea, but anything can happen. Uh, but uh, I don't think that uh, it'll be anything like last year. Let's put it that way. But prior to that, we still have work to do. Uh, we head to Cincinnati next week. As I mentioned earlier, they lost to Miami of Ohio uh, in overtime. Haven't had a chance to look at any of that, but um, they lost to Miami of Ohio, and that's really all you need to know. Now, again, does that mean we're going to win uh, this weekend coming up? No, it doesn't. Uh, anything could happen up there. Certainly it was a tough game uh, the last time we played in Cincinnati, uh, of, and I am one of what I imagine are very few people uh, still hanging around who uh, have seen OU play a game in the city of Cincinnati, and that was back in 2010 or 11. I'd have to check which. Um, really strange game, and we had a home and home in Cincinnati, and they um, uh, they played at our place, and then we played them at the Bengals Stadium. We did not play them at their Cracker Box home stadium, so I'll get to see that place. Uh, up close and personal here in a few days, and uh, we'll let y'all know next week how it was and how it went and so on and so forth. We'll actually still be hanging around in Cincinnati for a few days after the game because um, uh, it's Monday night football there um, a couple of days later, and so we're going to hang around and go see the Bengals play the Rams in Monday night football and uh, see Joe Mixon, and uh, we'll see if they can get a win because I think they lost today, so they're Ofer so far, um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then uh, we return after that to face Iowa State in Norman uh, the following Saturday. Iowa State lost yesterday to Ohio. Uh, they played a road game at a Mac school. And I understand it's Ohio, I mean, it's not Ohio State. I understand it's Iowa State, and it's Iowa State is, is Iowa State. But they really, I mean, it's a Big 12 team. They shouldn't be playing a road game at a Mac school, even if they got a two-for-one. I mean, yes, I know we played a road game at an American school yesterday, but it's Tulsa. It's in-state, and it it's, you know, I mean, it's an extra home game for us. It's silly. What we would we would obviously do that, and I think, you know, I'd have to go back and look, but I think when we play Tulsa, we give them one game in Tulsa, and then we get, you know, three at, in, in, in Norman. Uh, maybe more than that, I don't know. But it's nice to go to Tulsa every once in a while, and again, it's mostly our fans. But to play, to play a MAC team on the road is just—I don't understand why they did it in the first place. And then for them to lose, uh, it really, 
uh, frankly, is an embarrassment to the conference. Um, was nice to see uh, TCU thrash Houston. I don't particularly like Dana Holgerson, uh, or Houston for that matter. And uh, so to see them lose uh, in their first Big 12 game and lose pretty handily uh, did not hurt my feelings any. Um, but it's, it's really been a mixed bag so far in the last year of the Big 12 as we know it. Um, one thing that's interesting, uh, you know, I watched that uh, Colorado Colorado State game last night, and it was hugely entertaining. Didn't want Colorado to win, obviously, and, it, and unfortunately that's how it worked out um, because I don't want Colorado to win at anything um, because I've had some very poor experiences up there. People, uh, drunken students coming over to where we were sitting and throwing things at us and harassing us and just generally being disagreeable and, and really some of the most disagreeable fans that I've run into on a consistent basis uh, in all the years that I've been going to all the games all over the place. So when they left the conference, it did not hurt my feelings at all, um, you know, that we wouldn't have to go back up there. And frankly, uh, I think that it's kind of funny that they're coming back to the Big 12, and when they get here, we'll be gone. Uh, so that's a good thing, too. They can, you know, now the other end of that is that we, we have to go back into a conference with Missouri, and I dislike the Missouri people almost as much as I dislike the Colorado people for, for similar reasons, although most of my Missouri disdain comes from uh, many uh, late Friday night games at the Big 8 basketball tournament at Kemper Arena in Kansas City where the Missouri people have been there since, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning drinking. And, I mean, I've had Missouri people try to come across the aisle at me uh, to get in my face, you know, about basketball. And I just, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. We're back in a league with them. We have to go to Columbia next year, and we'll, we'll deal with that when the time comes. But, um, but the whole Colorado phenomenon with Deion Sanders, I mean, I thought that was a stunt hire, and I'm surprised that they've done as well as they have, largely because he brought his son, who's a heck of a quarterback, and uh, the Hunter kid who plays both ways. And, you know, he overhauled that roster, and um, – you know, so far so good. I mean, they're three and zero, and they they won one game last year. So the Colorado people are are happy now. But uh, you know, that team doesn't have any any uh, particularly functional defense. Uh, they're going to play Oregon coming up. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And you know, that's one of those games where you might have to root for a meteor strike or something because you can't really root for either team. Um, but uh, regardless, it should be interesting and and. Uh, it was certainly fun to see what happened with that game last night, and uh, you know, again, when it when when they're they're still playing college football live at one fifteen, one twenty in the morning, uh, there's just something about that that is that's um, extremely fun for me, uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much last night. So, but um, that is neither here nor there. They're not in our league. They're not going to be be in our league. Uh, we're going to be in a different league next year, next year, but. In the meantime, we're going to start playing in the league that we're in now next weekend. Um, so we'll be headed to Cincinnati uh, on Friday. We'll report back with the podcast on Sunday. And uh, we'll, we'll get, the, uh, get the Big 12 season kicked off with a win and uh, show these folks from Cincinnati and their one opportunity to see us come to their place uh, what big boy football is like. So it uh, should be a good time. Uh, might even go to Skyline Chile against my better, against my better instincts, and uh, 
take a risk on hot dog sauce with cinnamon in it, but we'll see about that. But in the meantime, everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week from Cincinnati.